Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 80 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast that now covers local football in this great town of ours, as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, we've got week 10 of the Hastings Report with my co-host, ESFL veteran Leon Pettit. We joined Timothy Booth-Jones again for his Tim's Takes on a great little away victory at New Haven for the women's team. That super Gary Elphick returns for an interview. I catch him just before he's got a shoot-off for the Wingate and Finchley fixture. And then finally, we've got the SBTS Fan Roundtable, and we're joined by Sam Robson of the Herm Bay Supporters Association. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. And now over to Hastings Report. Anyway, it gives me great pleasure to have... Leon Pettit here, ESFL veteran that he is for week 10 of the uh, Hastings Report. How's your week gone, Leon? Yeah, it's been fine, mate. As we're going to speak about later, uh, I think a certain Leon got on the score sheet this week. So a better than normal week, yeah? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, part, I'm, part of that, you know, it's all part of part of life, isn't it? You score some weeks, you don't the other. All good. In all fashions. Right, so moving on, we're looking at the uh, SCFL. First up, we go to Bexhill United. They played uh, Oakwood um, in the uh, Sussex Senior Cup. Evan Artibald got on the score sheet. Uh, in a game, Bexhill dominated uh, and finally broke them down in the second half. I think going by the Bexhill Twitter, they probably should have won by a lot more. I think they made a tweet at half-time that they, I think they threw everything at Oakwood. So I think one uh, 0 flat flattered Oakwood somewhat. It certainly did. Right. Then we move on, and well, great result from Little Common in the Sussex Senior Cup. A four 0 victory against Forest Row. Goals from James Crone, Sam Crutwell, Sam Ellis, and Oliver Weeks uh, made it four um, nil. It's nice to see Little Common turning it round, getting a few wins. Yeah, yeah, that's no, been a good, very good week for them. Uh, I got a I got a WhatsApp from a very proud father of um, Ollie Weeks, showing me his, his goal. So yeah, nah, yeah, all good. Right. So moving on, then Bexhill uh, in the league, um, we're facing Loxwood again away. Um, a two-one victory for Bexhill. Evan Archibald and Jamie Farragut getting on that 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 score sheet for them uh, in a game with well six yellow cards. It's a feisty affair. Loxwood got uh, their consolations from Callum Dowdell. Um, Archibald's one in particular. Yeah, yeah I, I might have only seen that one. But that, was, no. that was a really good play. That I was played it out from the back. That was excellent. Lovely, goal. lovely little passage of play there. So it sort of reminded me of you remember in t- the 2006 World Cup, Argentina. I think every single player in the team touched it about ten times, and mm. then the, I can't remember who scored it. Tapped it in the end, but yeah, it was very, very reminiscent of that. Good passing, good passing football. High praise. Uh, obviously, Leon's after a transfer there. <laughs> so, moving on. Uh, well, his <laughs> goals are raining in a little common. A uh, little common in the league managed to turn over Alford um, 5-1. Um, only 93 people there, but uh, it was a hat-trick from Lewis Hole. Sam Crutwell got on that score sheet again. And Jamie Bunn with um, Alford's consolation from Harry Sutton. You got anything on that game, Neil? No, just other than it, it's a very comfortable afternoon for Common. 
And apparently, uh, Hull got the man of the match, as he rightly should, after his hat trick. And apparently, that's 380 goals in 575 games for Little Common. So that's that's one one heck of a record for him. Jesus. I I, I thought he scored at least a thousand goals, to be honest. (laughs) Seems like he's been there forever, but no, still on a hell of a record. And obviously, at Hastings, we go on about Sam Adams making his 600 games. It's gone past that now. He's, yeah, well, oh, well, at least 600 games, isn't mm-hmm. he? And obviously, Lewis Hull's probably going to... He'll probably make that make that many games to a little common. So, I hope he gets the, gets the recognition he deserves for that. Yeah, absolutely. Nice little trophy. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, it's bigger than uh, Craig Stone's one. <laughs> in the internet. Right, so coming up in uh, SCFL, we've got the Peter Bentley uh, Challenge Cup. Um Bexwell away to Newhaven. Uh, Newhaven, obviously, top of the league. Should be a cracker. I mean, um, what do you think, uh, Leon? Do you think that Bexwell could get a result there or not? Uh, I might upset a couple of... <laughs> After praising them <laughs> earlier, but I mean, like Newhaven are um, really good form at yeah. the minute. And I've, I've never been to Newhaven, but from what I've seen, it looks like a horrible place to go to mm. for a midweek game. It's like right on the... On the coast. But then again, the pole grove's not that much different, is it? The beach is just literally mm. behind the stand. I've played there a few times, but who knows? But um, yeah, with cup games as well, you, you, you just don't know, do you? I mean, mm. but New Haven, they've got the top goal scorer in the, in the in the league and the third top goal scorer. So I think there's going to be a few goals regardless. Well, should be a good one to get to if anyone can. Take your thermals <laughs> and your bovril. Yeah, and your brother will definitely. The um, and then in the um, SCFL we've got a uh, little common playing away to Crowborough. Uh, Crowborough mid-table Crowborough. You don't know, do you? But I mean, little common are firing the goals in at the moment, so you you got to think little common might win that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, you go go going by their recent form. I'd definitely put my money on little common going going there and getting the results. Crowborough a bit. Their form's been a bit indifferent. They've mm. got quite a few draws. But um, yeah, obviously Common will be full of confidence. So hopefully they can get some points away from home. Yeah, nice, right. And then uh, going back to Bexhill, Bexhill's Saturday game is in the FA Vars. They're playing Horndean. Uh, don't know anything about Horndean at all, uh, Leon, do you? Well, you should do a bit of basic research, shouldn't you, before <laughs> coming on there? Just a quick Google. Um, Horndean look look a very good side. They're third in the Wessex Wessex League Premier, which is the same same league as Bexhill. They've only conceded three league goals this season, which mm. has got to be that's got to be some sort of record. And on a six game winning streak, so good luck Bexhill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not picking on them, honest. <laughs> good luck. And then uh, Little Common, obviously in the Vars, they're playing uh, Milton United. At home. Um, again, uh, Leon's going to remind me that I've done no research on this one. So please tell us about Milton United. Um, I'll say Little Common are more likely to win this tie, obviously, at home. Uh, Milton are second in the, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, the Hellenic League. But they're a step below. They're second. But um, yeah, still, still a step below. So Little Common will sort of look at that and think they can come away and get a, get a result. Milton's goal goal difference isn't as good as the other teams around him. I think they've leaked a few, fair few goals in comparison. So hopefully, mm. those um, forward players, a little common, can can hit a few. Certain Mister Lewis Hull, 
Okay. In particular, yeah. I think um, they've got the top goal scorer in their league as well. So, and Louis Joyce, so he might be one to for a little common to keep keep an eye out for. Right then, so moving on to the Mid-Sussex League. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Battle Town couldn't keep their good form going. They uh, fell 2-1. They, they lost 2-1 to Balcom. Uh, Balcom's goals from Tom Hawkins and Marco Jota. with uh, battles goal from Dean Boyd. Bit of a shame, that, um, as they were on a good run. Yeah, but I think they're starting to look more like um, a mid Sussex league team now. Obviously, they had a good little run, but Balkan are a good, a good side. So I mean, sort of going away there, losing. To, I mean, I don't know how how battle will feel, how they played, but I mean, looking at the result, I wasn't, I didn't think that was. Yeah, they didn't get thrashed basically. So Hmm, yeah. it look, look, look competitive anyway. Westfield got back to winning ways, winning 3-1 at Ashurst Wood. Uh, all the goals in the first half. George Landas and uh, a couple from Callum Smith for Westfield. Um, Ash Ashurst Wood's Benjamin Tyler saw red. Uh, at the time of going to press, uh, they hadn't put up who their goal scorer was, Ashurst Wood. So, sorry, don't have it. Um, so, nice to see Westfield scoring. Yeah, I think I touched upon last week. Obviously, they've still got a game in hand over over Linfield who are second, three points behind. So they're still they're still amongst there. They're still got a good, you know, a good shout of that top two finish. I think they're aiming for. Yeah, just to remind listeners and, and myself, that the, the, with the Mid-Sussex League, so you've got the top two go up. Is there a playoff or is that it, just top two? Um, well, it depends on sort of ground grazing and who applies to. Go up into county football, Okay. but it's, it's it is top two, yeah. Just stop to okay. Right, yeah. So, uh, Southerscombe Rangers were playing Hollington United and I thought it might be a bigger score, but it wasn't. Uh, Hollington winning 3-0. Bradley Pritchard, Paul Rogers, and Charlie Conford scoring for Hollington. Uh, Charlie Collings coming off the bench and getting the man of the match. Comfortable victory um, for Hollington. And no real surprises there, Liam, was there? No, probably a, another another routine win for Hollington. So Anyway, so the fixtures upcoming. So we've got the Mid Sussex Charity Cup for Sellerscombe Rangers. Uh, they're playing Uckfield seconds um, at Oakland's Park. Um, you you You'd think that Saddlescombe are going to win that one, wouldn't you, Leon? yeah, I mean, Nutfield are struggling in the league below, so I put all my money on Saddlescombe. Yeah. And then uh, Cookfield Rangers are playing Battle Town. Um, you never know. I'm, uh, with the way ba Battle Town have turned it around a little bit, you could so you could get to see them getting at least a draw there. Oh, I think, yeah, a draw would be a good result. See, Cookfield are one of those teams that are right up there, so I think it'd be a tough afternoon for them. But, yeah, like I, like I touched upon earlier, Battle look like they're fitting into life in the Mid-Sussex. So, so, yeah, I can at least give them a good game. Well, yeah, and then obviously we've got Hollington versus Westfield, the return return match. Um, I know for Westfield's point of view, I'm sure they hope it wasn't like their game at home. I mean, but you, you can't see past Hollington there, can you? No, <laughs> not Symbols. not too bad there. Yeah. <laughs> right then, so let's move on to the SFL Prem. Second off top, Bexhill AACs won 8-0. against Hawkehurst United. Uh, four goals from Ben Barton. Harry Davis got one. A couple from Ashley Elphick, maybe a relative of
scoring for Bexhill against mid-table Hawkehurst. I mean, yeah, they're just they're doing really well, aren't they? Then we walk at ooh, Sidley are a little bit on fire here. Sidley went to Roberts Bridge and spanked them six-one. Uh, Logan Copley got a hat, a hat trick. Archie Ball, Lewis Wade, and Andrew Atkins. I mean, I know obviously Roberts Bridge, Roberts Bridge haven't won a game yet, uh, and really Sidley really put them to the sword there. Then we've got um, Crowhurst first against Punnettstown. Punnettstown three-two winners. Craig Norman, Mark Phillips, John Jarvis with their goals. Sean Leonard and Dominic Clark for Crowhurst. Bit of a surprise, really, because I mean Crowhurst were doing. I think they were second. I think they were second before playing um, Punnettstown. So bit of a bit of a shock result there. Well, uh, very un- another unexpected result. Bexhill Town uh, losing to Westfield uh, Westfield Reserves three four uh, three. I mean, this is the first first bad result of the season for Bexhill. Um, Westfield's goal scorers were uh, Baxter Orchard, Cameron Thompson, Carl Young, and Lewis O'Connor, with goals for Bexhill from Joshua Barrett, Alephu Peterson, and Tommy Whelan. Um, yeah, well done, Westfield. That is the ESFL Prem. Anything to say on that, Leon? No, I just like you, surprised at the Crowhurst result. Mm. Yeah, it's a good, good win for Sidley. Um, getting Andy Atkin signed out. He's a very good good player. He's, um, I don't know if you know, he's, he was with Eastbourne Borough. Oh, it was a good few years ago. I went, went there in the, um, back when it was the conference prem. He was about, I played against him a few times and yeah, I just kept bouncing off him. I was like a terrier. I just couldn't get the ball off him. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously still still got it. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think the contract is? Three or four beers a week? Uh, got to be double figures. Double figures, double yeah, figure yeah, beerage. Yeah. Fair enough. He's a big big boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we move over to the ESFL uh, Division One. Uh, Sandhurst beat uh, Parson Move three one. Uh, Hat trick from James Pound, who's who's bang. He's an absolute goal machine, that boy. And uh, uh, Carl Penn scored for Parson. Uh, Pass and move. Who knows? Could it be our? Could it be the Hastings one? We don't know. Yeah, I mean that was the first defeat of the season for Pass and Move, so a good result there for Sandhurst. Well, uh, AFC Jesters, Jesters uh, thumped Little Common Reserves four two. Little Common haven't got a point yet this season, and uh, well, Jesters got a hat trick from uh, Connor Middleton and a goal from Josh Harris for Little Common Reserves. That man again, Attilio. <laughs> Attilio Field banged in a couple for Little Common. Uh, Division Two, like with all of the ESFL, has been affected because there's been cup games on, which we're going to speak about at the end of this. So Division Two, no, no uh, league games this week. So we go straight to Division Three. In a well, well, I would consider a shot result. Uh, the Hastings Comets managed to get a draw against Sovereign Saints. Uh, the uh, goals from Shayan Sharif for Sovereign Saints and a goal from uh, Brandon Smith for Hastings Comet made it made it 1-1. Uh, that's uh, I think that's I think that's Comet's second point of the season. Well done then. Uh, right hand reserves were playing Mountfield United, Samuel Henham, Oliver Joseph Barrow and Jordan Osborne scoring for Right Town. Uh well, Mountfield really struggling this season. It doesn't look good for him. And in well a definite shock here, Hurstman Zoo lost to Catsfield. Before the before this game, Catsfield were in the bottom two. It's a great win for Catsfield. Jacob Jones and Anthony Luke getting the goals for Catsfield. Uh, Hurstman Zoo haven't posted who scored for them. They're probably still upset at losing. 
great result for Catsfield. And that is Division 3. Right, let's move over to Division 4. Wellcroft Park Rangers uh, beat Robertsbridge United Reserves 3-2. Uh, Wellcroft undefeated. They're top of the table. Uh, yeah, going from strength to strength. Uh, Mark Hedges, Matthew Williams and George Jones for Wellcroft with the goals for Robertsbridge from James Hopkins and Tommy Moyce. Sutherscombe uh, Rangers beat Battletown Thirds. Uh, obviously, Sutherscombe closed the gap somewhat uh, in a the top three group in that league. They're all beating each other. They're now a joint joint second with uh, Battletown Thirds now after beating them. Uh, Chris Ford and Benjamin Linklater got the goals for Sutherscombe at time of uh, doing this. Uh, Battletown's goals ain't up yet. Hawkehurst United Reserves uh, beat Tackleway Reserves 4-3. Goals from Sam Hall. Uh, George Lawrence with a brace and Finn Mutter with a goal. Uh, the three goals from Tackleway were from uh, uh, Jamie Pelling got a couple and Danny Croft. Hastings Athletic uh, lost to Parson Move thirds. Parson Move haven't put their goals up as of yet, so I don't know who scored them. Uh, but Hastings Athletic's goals were from Charlie McDonald. Westfield Fourths travelled to Burwash. Um, a thumping game. Promotion hopeful Westfields did their their chances no harm here with a an entertaining game, entertaining win. Uh, their goals were from Jack Hobden, Paul Hobden, Hayden Sands, and finally Ben Davidson. And, right, we could just quickly go through the cup games. So first of all, we've got the Hastings FA Lower Division Cup. Uh, Tice Hurst first were playing Orrington. We've got a hat trick from. Ollie Skilton and a goal from George Brown made it four for Ticehurst with Orrington's goal from Scott Higgs. We move on to the Hastings FA Junior Cup. So, uh, first of all, Wadhurst United were playing Ninfield firsts and Wadhurst won 3-2 with Charlie Bateman, Harry Bateman and Max Hammond with the goals for for Wadhurst. Uh, Two goals from Charlie Harmer for Ninfield, I do certainly. I noticed in the subs bench, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Agata playing in the FA Junior Cup. It must be the uh, Euler Ule or whatever he's wearing that got him in there. Check his passport. So we move on to again FA Junior Cup. Uh, Battle Town Reserves uh, unfortunately lost to South Coast Atletico. The only goal of the game was from Harry Jackson. Now we move on to uh, Icklesham. Playing uh, pass and move seconds. Uh, a George Barrow hat trick. Uh, Lee Pierce, Michael Amar, Sean Baker, Thomas Cumber, and a certain Leon Pettit uh, with the goals for Icklesham. And I think maybe you can talk us through it, Leon. Um, yeah, it was a nice little little appearance for me coming back from injury. Set up the first one, scored the second, and then went off injured. So <laughs> a good good contribution all round. Yeah, um, George, George, you got the hat trick. Yeah, yeah, he ain't been playing. I think he's been out for two or three seasons. That was his first game back, and what a way to Excellent. to make make a comeback. So that was good to see. And we, um, is he, who even scored their goals for him? Their two goals were own goals. Uh, yeah, from, I couldn't. From, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find it on the FA site. So uh, yeah. they're both own goals. Yeah, yeah, Jack Jack Pullen, Stu Pearson, just to you know. <laughs> well to done, keep, lads. To keep them in the game. So in yeah. terms of that injury, though, so you you've. Is it just you tweaked it again, or yeah, what is I just it? felt it. I got, I got played through again, shot and missed, and just felt it. So at least I had an excuse as to why I blazed it over. But it, it don't feel as bad as last time. It, it felt I trained on Thursday. It felt fine. Warm up felt good, and just 
just sprinting really. I think it's my hamstring can't handle sprinting at the minute, so I just got to keep sort of stay a bit, be a bit careful. It wasn't that you saw a passing beer on the sideline. You just thought, I think it's time for me to <laughs> yeah, come off no, now. I did. I did say when I scored my goal, I said to the manager, "That's it. I've done my job." And come off now. <laughs> like, care for what you wish for, I guess. <laughs> right then. Well, well done, Eagleson. Right. So, and in the uh, last FA Junior Cup game, we've got uh, who were playing Bexhill Rovers, and well, this one went to penalties. Um, the goals in the game were from uh, Connor Lake got two for who, uh, and James Walker with Marcus Powell Cullingford getting two, and Ian Stewart Pownall getting one for Bexhill who then went through on penalties. Now, we move on to the Macron Cup. And, uh, well, many goals in this competition. We've got uh, Bexhill AAC reserves travel to Westfield Westfield Thirds. Uh, 5-4 game, tremendous win for Bexhill. Uh, Charlie Morgan with a hat-trick. Luke Dangerfield and Scott Oliver getting the goals for Bexhill with Westfield's goals from uh, a, a brace from Matt Connor. Uh, another couple from Sam Way. Um, a great win, really, because, uh, you know, Westfield were bottom, you know, but they made a real game of it. Uh, you know, this could have gone either way. So it's um, finally poised at halftime at 3 all, but unfortunately for Westfield, they couldn't hang on. Then we move on to Nordium 75 playing Pesh. Uh, they, Nordium won 2-1, uh, two goals from Adam Page. Uh, the goal for Pesh was from Jonti Lavaca. What a name. <laughs> and, well, leave it to Hollington. Uh, another cracking game. Uh, they managed to be 2-0 down to Tackleway, uh, down to 10 men, and then and won it 3-2. So a great victory for uh, Hollington United Reserves. A certain Daniel Spicer on the score sheet. You know him. Uh, Luke, uh, Joshua Gray and Luke Woodley. Um Morton Savage, uh, Davidge got sore red for Hollington with Toby Payne and Grant Cornelius getting the goals for Tackleway. As I say, great, uh, great comeback from uh, Hollington. Bexhill Rovers, Chris Knight in goal, uh, a back three of South Coast Athletico's JJ Bowman. Uh, Bexhill, double ACs, uh, Callum McDonald, and on the right, Brandon Tilbury of Catsfield. The midfield four. On the left, George Barrow uh, of Ickleshem, uh, Ollie Reader of Rye Town. Then we've got Jesters, Connor, Middleton. And on the right, we've got Adam Page of Northam. And uh, the front three, Bexaway AACs, Ben Barton, uh, Sidley's Logan Copley and Josh Gray of Hollington. It's a few familiar names there. Uh, it's nice to see uh, an Ickleshem lad in there, uh, Leon. Yep. And I touched upon earlier. Yeah. Did you did you vote for him? Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lovely to see you back and it's nice to see you in the goals, Leon. Yeah, it's good to be back. I might just end my season there, actually. Yeah. A nice little... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the week that was. Uh, Leon, I shall see you next week, sir. I'll see you next week. Cheers. This generation rules the nation. With Russian. Music arms are full of love. Sounds so really make you rub and scrub. Sounds so really make you rub and scrub.
Ladies travel to New Haven for a league game away to New Haven at the Fort Road ground. The team line, lined up with Blair and goal and we played uh, Jessica Bellhue at right back and Holly Carter at left back. Fix Phillips and Lauren Sharp played the centre half. In midfield we had Claire Johnson, Charlotte Gurr and Sean Heather playing in a slightly different role. Uh, today back in just behind our strikers out on the right wing we had Brooke Rogan and we played Beth Crease in the middle with Nicole Baitart playing on the left there was a new pitch at New Haven Fort Ground that laid a 3G pitch they've had a lot of help from the council who believe in regenerating the area to try and promote sport, youth sport and um, the local teams, which was nice to see as a Hastings resident. The 
game started off with Hastings scoring a very early goal when Beth Crease, enjoying her role up front, uh, scored a very smart shot in the first minute. And, you know, we were right on top of New Haven for the, for the whole game. They didn't offer too much up front, but that's largely due to our efficient defence. Our goal scorers, in the end, um, where Charlotte Kerr got two goals, Brooke Rogan got two, Beth Crease got two, Charlotte Johnson and Sean Heather both got one each. Um, there's some excellent team play throughout from Hastings. Blair Hamilton was quite commanding goal, using her height to intercept corners. And, you know, we're quite tenacious all over the field. Um, we made use of our new signing, who was Ruby Harris, who's come from the Brighton Development Squad. She came in at right back and looks a quality player. Izzy Burt came on and started off in midfield and then she dropped back. Uh, no, she started off at the back centre-half, but then moved up into midfield with Claire Johnson um, showing her versatility by playing as a centre-back. And we also used Nia Staten and Tommy Mason as subs, so they all had a go. We are missing Rosie Muggridge from our lineup, so she was unavailable, I think, for this game. But this 8-0 win was important because um, we're going to need to keep on winning and we're going to need to keep increasing our goal difference because the league leaders who've played one game more than us, Ashford, have recorded some big wins in the league, including, I think, a 17-0 win against Bexhill ladies. So they're atop. They've won all six games, and they're two goals better off than us at the moment. We're in second place with one game less, played 5-1-5. Third place are Bromley ladies who've only lost one game. They lost, I think, to Ashford in their game. So it's going to be quite tight with um, any one team getting promoted. But it was a good performance from the ladies. Solid 8-0 win. They move on now to their away game against in the Ladies FA Cup next week where we play Money Fields, I think they're called, from Portsmouth. <laughs> Thank you. 
And now I'm joined by Super Gary Elphick. Anyway, it gives me great pleasure to have the super wonderful Gary Elphick here. Uh, Last time we spoke, things were looking a little bit hairy, but he guaranteed us that things were going to turn around. And I believed him because I knew they would. And we've had uh, a five-game unbeaten run, uh, fantastic, uh, uh, no goals conceded, great defensive work. Uh, Unfortunately, we lost 1-0 on Saturday to Bishop Stortford in a game that could have gone either way. Chances either end. Unfortunately, it didn't, didn't go our way. Um, Gary, looking forward, uh, how do you think things are shaping up to begin with? Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, a solid start. I think, um, obviously, um, if, if someone was to offer me this position now, then I would, I would, I'd accept it. You know, obviously, I want to be at the top of the league. I want to be, um, sort of challenging but obviously I'm a realist I understand how things work in football um, with timing of, of signings and rele- releasing players and, and, and so on and and to be fair like um, we didn't have our uh, the rub of the green Saturday either because um, Sam Hassler unfortunately had to pull out late due to illness and then also Bailey Akerst, uh, who we've done all our work with uh, during the week regards training the, the league had registered in but the FA and the EFL hadn't. Uh, and we registered him on Wednesday at midday. So for that not to have uh, been looked at is is, is beyond me. Um, so well, we all know what into... the FA is. We, everyone's yeah, got a big yeah. FA. Um, so, yeah, you're going into the biggest game of the season, maybe at yeah. home, and you know straight away that your two players down. The squad is, is, is sort of bare thin at the moment. We, we know we have to recruit. Um, and we, we're looking to get the right bodies in. So it's just one of them, Chris. I, I, I sort of uh, I've, I've played with the, the cards I've been dealt with recently. Um, I don't think letting Jill or Kai uh, go has, has affected anything because, as I say, it's all about balance and, uh, and getting it right. And I, I, unfortunately, it just didn't work out with those two signings. Um, a little bit like England, if you like, with Harry Kane and sort of Ben Pope, if he's coming deep and, and coming to support uh, the players around then you, you've got to have pacing behind him and yeah. that's unfortunately we we still haven't really sort of solved it and that's probably why you get the effect you do when when you get someone like Joe Gabode up top because he has got that pace and power and then you've got Pope who can work off him to drop deep uh, and protect the ball but you've also you just got that threat always in behind so uh, it's, it is what it is at the moment I know yeah. exactly I feel I know exactly what we need the staff mm. do and Crikey, if that's top of the league and we've got beat 1-0 by a corner, which we have to defend better, mind you, yeah. with a with a bare sort of squad, you know, I, I, I'm i sort of really positive if we can get the right men through the door, what can happen. Big onus on me now to to, to bring the right people and, and help the current squad. And, you know, with Darren and uh, Darren Burney and, and Billy Wood, um, I think they'll they'll support me if 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 the right person comes along. So we we've, we now like where we've released a couple. We've we've got a little pot there. Hopefully that is ready to go once the the right person is identified. But one thing that has come apparent it is fairly tough to recruit at Hastings just just because of the location. So when you're especially trying to tap into the London market straight away, mm-hmm. the travelling. Um, and and as a club going forward, there are little things we have to look at. We had a meeting the other week and, you know, sort of maybe have to move a training session towards sort of Tunbridge Wells, that sort of way, just to then your network circles sort of expanding a little bit. So hopefully when the club does sort of go through the leagues and 
you can get a sort of um, a different caliber of player if you like. So it's they're all little interesting things, Chris. I'm I'm learning on the job as well. Regards how things may have to be done and streamlining certain things to get more productivity out of mm. other things. So um, yes, it's a it's one big learning curve. It's one that I enjoy. Obviously, I don't enjoy getting beat, and I, I, I apologise to some of the fans. They're all chanting my name on Saturday, and I come in like a, a face like thunder. I'm just a, I am a winner, and it and it guts me just to get beat one nil to the leaders by by that sort of goal. So um, I apologise if anyone was uh, sort of looking at me. Thinking, so we did take it personally, Gary. Don't yeah, you worry, I just, mate. Uh, yeah, I wear my arm sleeve sometimes, maybe too much, and that's you know, as I get older, maybe I'll become a slightly more karma and and you know the the lads have been brilliant up to now and and maybe uh i just need to take a little step back look at what we've done so far and but also I'm, yeah i just want to win games i want to improve the team chris so yeah he'll be so, okay mate well just there's two little things mentioned there firstly yeah, slightly slight jokey way um big malk obviously craig stone's dad who thinks he's a big agent now says he's unsettled mbappe over in france i mean would that be someone you might look at gary Give us that pace, wouldn't he, Chris? Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully Melk can go to business with that one. I'll, yeah. I'll get him the next flight to Paris with his uh, <laughs> with his black leather suitcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no, you, obviously you mentioned Joe Gabodi there. Uh, is there yeah. There's obviously whispers that he possibly might be coming in. Is that a possibility? Uh, he, he's def- yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I've spoke to their manager, Neil Harris. Um, he, he bait, uh, unfortunately, he got concussed in a cup game. So... The protocol now, I think, is two weeks off and then he has to do two physical training sessions before they allow him to play a game again. Mm. Um, so uh, he, today, sorry, Chris, is his last protocol to, to get through the training session mm. to make sure he's got the all clear. After that, then I'll get on the phone to Neil and hopefully maybe something gets sorted out. But also in the long run as well, I'm not, I'm not dumb to knowing that, you know, he's, he's only a lone player. I, I, at the end of the day, I'd rather have permanent fixtures yeah. as well, just so you know they're a Hastings player for a sustained period of time and you can work at it at, at training and things like that. And, you know, he's, he, yeah, he's your player, basically. So uh, we haven't stopped. There's there's seven days gone in for certain players like all, all weekend, basically. I've, I've been at it. So uh, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the hardest part of non-league for me is, is recruitment. Um, we've probably been lucky at Hastings for the last few years where we've had real good uh, crop of youth players coming up and supporting yeah. it. And and that, that even works in circles as well, Chris. So sometimes you'll turn over quite a lot of players, but other times there'll only be one or two. And yeah. so obviously it's it's a it's a balancing act, but it's um it's one that we will get right. Let's just talk about some of the players we have got though. I mean, like yeah. Lloyd Dawes, uh look, look great for the first 10, 15 minutes. Unfortunately, yeah. that niggles kicked in again. I mean, watching him running down that right-hand side. And it was like, he looked like a physical specimen, you know, he looked yeah. in complete condition. And I mean, what is it with him? I mean, is it is it uh, a bad yeah. one or...? He's, he's pulled his hamstring. He's, he's had his heart ripped out of him, to be honest with you, Chris. I've I've yet to talk to him. I tried ringing mm. him yesterday. He said he's going to ring me today. He's got to let the dust settle. But it's, it's a complete different injury. It's a hamstring now. Yeah, completely gutted and devastated, mm. really, because... It changed the whole complexion of the game for me as yeah. well. Um, because first half, I was actually really happy. I just thought we had to tidy up a few things within possession. Um, and we would have come out second half uh, with our tails up. But obviously, that happens just before half time. So, yeah, as I say, it's 
if, if fans look at it, they, uh, they've got every right to maybe moan at the lacklusterness of it of the of our attacking play. But like, really, you've you've lost Hassler, you've lost Bailey Acres, and you've lost Lloyd Dawes. Um, yeah, big players. And you work all week to get it right, and this um. Yeah, it's, 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 it's devastating. It really is. You, yeah, you just got to take it on the chin. And, and as I say, just like life, isn't it? You get you get cards dealt with to, to you and you've, you've just got to um, be flexible and, and try and work the best way you can. So it's a gut up. We all, you know, obviously now going forward, I've got to probably put Lloyd to the to the back of the pack, if you know, and, and think what's, he's not going to be fit now for a sustained period of time. So mm. I've got to move. Um so the, we get we basically we get into the part of the season now, Chris, where it's, it's business time coming yeah. up to Christmas for me, and we've got to know exactly how our, our squad's going to look, uh, what my starting eleven's going to look like, and, and and work at it hard and and get the results. Well, it's a real shame. I know that yeah, we were all all of us us fans were all happy. We know what Lloyd can do, and it's just yeah. it's just tragic for him. It's tragic for him. Yeah, happened, so. yeah. No, it's just been. I've I've actually been sort of running with him every Saturday morning and. I've seen how fit he looks, and yeah, I, uh, there's no one more gutted than me, and because I've really sort of tried helping him through it, and and he he was he's like the run he done with me last Saturday, he, he blew me away, you know, and I'm 37 now, but he blew me apart, and you're thinking, crikey, he's ready now. Played played 90 minutes on the on the Monday, and you're thinking, we're going then. This this time to yeah. to let the reins off you. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's gutting, but um, we move on. It, it, it'll come back at maybe at some point. I'm not sure. Um, and it might be that he's just like a last 25-minute player for us, which I'd rather have that than nothing. So yeah. um, we'll just see how it goes, Chris. Yeah. Uh, another player that you, you put up front, obviously James Hull. Um, yeah. All of us all of us Hastings fans keen that this lad, as he's one of our own, does well. He had a couple of chances. I just wish he could have put a couple of them away. It was a real... Yeah. You know, obviously he does a ton of work. He, you know, yeah. he works his socks off. Um, I mean, how do you feel for James on Saturday? Yeah, it's just it's, it's football is a game of small margins. If he if he puts that away in the first five minutes, his confidence would have gone through the roof. Um, and I think he is a sometimes. Well, I think any youngster is. I think that we're all sort of players that if if something's going well, you get more and more confident. Um, and unfortunately, he, he missed that chance. And he worked hard tirelessly to, to sort of sixty five minutes after I made the sub. But um, he, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And. Once again, balance act. You know, you get the right senior players around him. Um, then obviously, you, he's, you know, you're bringing him in within the herd and he's, his confidence will come up. And that's that's vital for young players. And that's, once again, a job that I need to look at myself and get the right players through the door and, and help him out as well. Just quickly talking about senior players. I mean, I know we lost the game. And again, we could, you know, could have gone either way. But that, to have that Sam Adams on the bench to come on, I mean... It's just tremendous. I mean, the, the, a fantastic leader and, you know, turns the game, still compassable. Uh, I mean, your thoughts on Sam and, you know, what I, he brings? Well, just, I think I've said it every every sort of newspaper interview I've ever done. He, he's my he's my favourite teammate ever. You know, he's, when I was playing, um, he got the best out of me and I got the best out of him probably as, as teammates and um, just couldn't wish to, to, have any better person involved alongside me even if he's a player he's just he's infectious uh, even at uh, he's I think he's 35 now um, great role model for players as, as, and as I've said Sam, Sam dictates to me when he retires I don't dictate to him <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's how I highly regard I have him um, so yeah one, the, the best for me 
as a teammate, just selflessness, just not worried about having his name in highlights. And um, I just love them types of players. So, yeah, absolute legend. Okay. Well, let's quickly look forward. Uh, today is the day we're playing uh, Wingate and Finchley uh, yeah. this evening. Yeah. Well, they, obviously, this is coming out after the game. I mean, yeah. what we're looking to do, uh, we, any surprises up in the team? or? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm going to put Tom Chalmers up front. Oh, so, right. oh blimey. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We, we're going to go... Um, so, obviously, I might look a mug <laughs> after this because it obviously goes out on Thursday, so we'll see. But... Uh, after watching them, after watching Wingate uh, in quite detailed, uh, they, they're not great at um, dealing with high balls or second phases. So uh, we will go slightly more direct. So we're going to put Tom Chalmers up top with um, with Ben Pope. Uh, we're going to have Nori. We'll start on the right. We will then put Hasler to slightly unorthodox left winger. But why that is is because we're trying to look at rotation between him and Kane Penn. So Kane Penn will go more advanced and Hassler will end up as almost like a left fullback to try and get him on the ball to to do what he does best, yeah. which is like his quarterback role. Um, we try and find uh, TC aerially. We try and slip Kane Penn down the sides. Um, and also on the other side, which in recent weeks, I, doesn't, I don't think it's been too great, is the, the partnership with uh, Jake Elliott and TC hasn't quite fired. And I just think sometimes they... They end up taking up each other's position mm. uh, with forward runs. So what we're going to do is where Nori sort of likes to drift in, we'll look after the ball. We'll try and get Jake Elliott on the overlap on that side. Oh, um, might look a clown, Chris, after this, uh, when it comes out Good. Thursday. Or it, it might look right, like it's a It's out Friday. Straight, I'll, I'll edit it, uh, mate. I'll cut it all out. Uh, yeah. If he, no, if he no. does go to play, keep it all in. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, no, um, but yeah, so we, we, we've got, to, we've got to come up with something different. And I just think with TC, you know, he's a powerful athlete. He's, he's brilliant in the air and he's, he's going to dribble at people. So, um, why not, why not try exactly. and spark it? Exciting stuff. Yep. Exciting stuff. Yep. I mean, talking to TC quickly, like, you know, he's a good player. You know, I mean, how long do you think you can hold on to him? Cause you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's a great player. Um, I actually, I, I think there's, there's there's sort of contract talks going on now, Chris. Um, oh, nice. Okay. He's, he's he's got an agent, and I think it's, it's not Malcolm, is bit, it? He isn't, unfortunately. If it was Malcolm, it, we would have strike to deal by now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's just a little bit. There's a couple of situations which uh, just sort of delay it slightly, but. I just hope, actually, Chris, on, on, uh, it doesn't sort of affect TC. Just the last couple of weeks, I just feel that maybe he's been sort of just average rather than mm. his usual self. And um, just they're all young kids. My advice is just really try and concentrate on the football and and, and enjoy it because yeah. uh, life's too short, your careers are too short. And to get involved with sort of money stuff and things like that, I just, um, I'd always say the same to any young player. I just hope he... That's probably why I've stuck him up front as well. Let's, let's try and ignite him. Let's try and get his flavour back for the game, maybe, which has gone missing the last couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, it's, I might be a football manager, but I'm a, I'm a human being and I just want to get the best out of good human beings. So, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, you're, you're super Gary Elphick, mate. Get it right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, so we look for the next five games. You know, let's yeah. just say you look at that block and, I mean, obviously we've got Hearn Bay away yeah. after this. Uh, we've got I think we've got Potter's Bar at home. So that'll be a toughie. Um, but there's yep. there's some there's some. I mean, we've got uh, I think it's Billericay there mid table. I mean, there's some games there that we can get points from. I mean, how do you see the next sort of five six games? Um, well, if the lads can't be buoyant by 
playing top of the league and them getting a scrappy one nil with us as a, as a bear, you know, bear squad, then mm. that, that has to give you belief, Chris, in my yeah. opinion. So um, I'm there to win every single game. I'm there to attack every single game and, and try and get the best for us. Obviously, it's horses for courses, so um, I'll have to judge it by hopefully what personnel we have in the squad and what we can bring into the squad and knowing our strengths. So, uh, for example, if the Wingate game goes well, then maybe keeping TC up top, playing slightly more direct is, is, is a thing for me to go at. Um, I'll always be flexible. That's, that's for certain. You can see that with my subs or anything I do is I'm always there to win games. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we'll give it a right good go. And um, we should be confident, that's for sure. Okay, all right. Well, listen, thank you, Gary, for your time, as ever. And, well, I will see you at the game because I'm there tonight. Yeah. As long Brilliant. as the just stop oil lot, don't stop us getting there. Yeah, exactly. And we, we all yeah. turn up at 10 o'clock at night. But, no, um, yeah. take care and, and see you at the game, Gary. Yeah? No, top man as always, Chris. Thanks thank a lot, Thank you mate. very much, Gary. Take Cheers, care. mate.
we go over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. And many thanks to Big Malk, George, he bangs the drum, and Sam Robson from the HBSA for making it happen. Uh, uh, Big Malk's here. Oh, yeah, how's Mbappe doing, Big Malk? Ah, uh, he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> I, I said to um, Gary when I interviewed him uh, on Monday, on when, yesterday, actually, when I interviewed him yesterday, I said about you going to get Mbappe for him. So he says he's going to, he's got like a, uh, a, a leather suitcase full of money he's going to give you. <laughs> Good man. Another right. one. <laughs> hey, disclosure, eh? Right then, chaps, uh, thanks for coming on to the round table. We have got Herm Bay Supporters Association, Sam Robson here. Uh, really appreciate him coming on. He's been on the podcast before when he, the Herm Bay boys, certainly uh, beat a certain Ashford, and um, we all enjoyed that. So, uh, first of all, actually, Sam, hello. Um, how's you, how do you think your season's going? Um, I think by slow, personally. Um, but then I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting too much being the first year. I wasn't expecting us to do um, to go in and light the league up. We've had a couple of disappointing results. We've had a couple of positive results. Um, it's just at the moment it feels that there's games when you go into games thinking you're going to win and we lose. And then we go into games thinking we're going to lose, you end up winning. So there's consistency is probably the biggest word in football. And we haven't got that at the moment. But anything can happen at the moment on Saturday to a Tuesday. Um, I don't know. Saturday will be an interesting test. It would have been nice to play last night against Billericay. Because I think after we beat Lewis, there was yeah. that momentum going to Bogner. And obviously losing to Bogner was a, was a disappointing um, finish to what had been a good week it's, it has, hasn't been easy you know I mean you boys had a tough start mm. and sort of now look at where you are now probably saying that you're starting to find your feet um, and I you know I think a good win last night as well um, against and done us a bit of a favour because um, against the team so let's wait and see it's tough I would probably say come March if we're in this position come March then I think the panicking would start setting. But I think right now we'll be okay. I think we'll be safe. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Just to, for, for your lot, you just you just um you, you don't have any trouble scoring goals. It's just uh keeping them out. That's the the issue, isn't it, really? I think there's a stat we've conceded five penalties in five games. Oh, you ain't have you really? Um, the refs yeah, are I against think... you. Um well, yes, yeah, no, I think the I think the ref the standard referee in this year hasn't improved. I mean, the referee we had on Tuesday, last Tuesday wasn't very good. Um, the referee we had on Saturday, you know, he, a very soft yellow card, obviously their left back got sent off. Um, he gave a very soft yellow card, so I'll say he was against us and then obviously two minutes into the second half we've given away a penalty and as they say, don't give the referee something to do when they're in the box. Um, so at the moment, it just seems every time a team goes forward, you always put your hands over your eyes just in case because you're expecting the opposition to, you know, to score, which is, you know, it's not really what you want to be saying. But, I mean, as you boys probably found at the start of the season, that's probably how it felt, that everything you seem to do just isn't, you know, you're conceding, but you're not putting the ball in back in that. We've just got to try to, I think we just haven't found a balance of what our strongest eleven is yet. I don't... 
think us fans probably know what our strongest eleven is. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, like I said, we, we could do with a striker, even though we are still scoring goals. He's strengthened with TT. Um, obviously, we've seen Zach go, which was a disappointment. But it is what it is. It's football. Players come, players will go. We just you know, just have to deal with it. Yeah. So Your sides, I mean, what do we expect when we come along to face you? What, what, who's going to cause us all sorts of mischief, Sam? Um, I think the front three at the moment, he's gone with Rory Smith, TT and KC. Um, Rory Smith, who went on loan to deal at the start of the season, has come back and scored something like four goals in five, four goals in six, causing problems. He's a workhorse. He gets himself stuck in. Um, obviously, Kieran Campbell, we know the, the strengths of Kieran Campbell. Um, he's a player who is always consistent. Um, and I've always said that when he has a bad day or night, I think the rest of the team follows suit, which is quite bad. But I think that's the way good players have that effect on the team. Um, but we signed TT back from from Maystone on a short loan deal. And um, we saw against Lewis just actually how good he really is. Um, he could have had a hat-trick um, against Did you Bogner. go, Did you go yeah. for the Lewis yeah. game, yeah? Yeah. How good um, was that? How good was that then? Talk us through that for, Lewis game. For us, um, you know, I, I would... I'd say, you know, positive, you know, being positive that that was a game I was I was expecting it to be a long night for us because that's mm. just the way that our season's planned out. But actually, to be honest, we made them look a mid-table team. Uh, we took our chances. They didn't. Um, we was clinical from the word go. We hunted. We pressed. Um, and I think they got, they were, you know, obviously their reaction was on Saturday by being Benfield Town. And that's what I mean. Anyone in this league seems to be able to beat anyone. And that was a good example. Who would have thought that after losing to us, they would have gone to Enfield Town and won? Um, so at the moment, you know, Bognor was a real disappointment. But Lewis on a Tuesday night, was a, there was a real good feel-good factor back at the club. And, you know, we've, we've not played, you know, I think that was our third home game. We've been at Ramsgate since the start of the season, um, which isn't easy because that's like playing away from home. Um, but I'm hoping now that you know people, the crowd just needs to stick behind it. You know, it is hard. It's it is hard. It's you know, obviously we saw the effect it had last year when you come to us, you put two goals past us in six minutes, and then the crowd just died down, and that's hard. That's tough to take. But that's football. It's just the way that it works. You know, people expect that you sing for ninety minutes. It doesn't always work like that. Um, you know, so you know at the moment there is. I think a bit of disappointment from Saturday's result, but I also think there's positivity in the fact that we are slowly but surely working our way up. And I think we get through this tough, you know, we've had some tough fixtures. I mean, Hornchurch, mm. who are, are very good, um, who have, you know, obviously are up there. Um, Potts Bar, um, again, mm. who would have thought at the start of the season that they would be where they are? Um, so, but that's the way it is. It's you know this is welcome to the to the high league, and I think that's the rude awakening which I think we've found ourselves. Um, yeah, just well, I I hadn't hit the record button beforehand. Just for people that are coming along to the game, Sam, um, your your clubhouse isn't finished. So if anyone wants to pop in for a beer, where are they going? Um, if you're coming via train, you have the uh, you've got the Heron, which is right outside the train station, five minute walk. Um, to to the grounds. Um, if you do want to go into the ground early, 
and you know, obviously find they've got the main stand. You can there is a, a couple of pop up bars um, around the ground, or if you're coming even earlier and you want to go into a bay, you've got Weatherspoons, you've got Druid, you've got Prince of Wales, which is obviously where we drink at. Obviously, um, it's there's uh, Parkerville, which is along along the high street. So there is numerous of uh, pubs. Like I said, Heron. If you're coming via train, Heron's the best one because it's right outside the train station. Um, so and hopefully maybe next season if we're both in this league uh, one way or another that the clubhouse will all be ready and open so hopefully yeah, no, uh, just one thing because I'm a bit of an old fogey do you, you, you do a, print, a printed programme didn't you? no it's gone to e-programmes uh... I know it's it's not something which it's it was the actually to be fair we had a, I bought a programme from Bogner it was one of the best programmes I think I've read this this season um, but a lot of teams are moving to e-programs. Whether it's the cost, I think it is a little bit of the cost is playing a part, but also think it's a bit of laziness. Yeah. I think it feels that there is, there shouldn't be an excuse to not print them, really. Um, and I think there is a bit of laziness creeping in. Not just our club, but I think Moosa clubs. Yeah, quite um, a few, yeah. And, and I think a lot of the, you know, the, I wouldn't say older generation, but the, you know, who like to log their games and stuff like that, the programs is how you do it, um, and at the moment it's a real shame that that's not happening. Yeah. So, uh, but it is found the club do release. It's normally a day before. It's good to be fair. It's still an okay read, but I prefer them if they were paper. Oh well, we've ended it on a sour note there, Sam. Not really, not really. No, uh, Sam. Look, thank that. Thanks for coming along. Is there anything you want to mention? Anything you want to say? Uh, anything you want to know about Aces? No, just um, j- just intrigued to see that you you know you had a, a, a slow start to the season. I, I think by uh, what are your expectations for the season? Are, are you coming in with an open mind of you know not competing because obviously you was going to, but was there that feeling of where where do you think you guys will finish this year? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll hand that one over to Malcolm. Where, where do you think we're finishing? Um. Playoffs. I think we just scrape into the playoffs, um, and then there's anybody's in it. It's uh, we go from there. But yeah, hopefully we just scrape in there. Uh, George, got to win the league. That's what we're for. To win the league, Chris. No, there's no point. Herbie <laughs> can come up in the playoffs again. Yeah, we'll see that we'll both beat Lewis. Beat Lewis in the playoffs. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? They, they, no, we're going up and Lewis are going down. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, oh, that's what we were seeing. Yeah, (laughs) they're going down, mate. They're going down. No, to be Uh, fair, I haven't seen. But but I haven't seen any anyone in this league that I thought we'd have games where we'll, especially early in the season, where we might be off the pace, um, and be like worried about that. But I haven't seen Mm. anyone that's markedly better than us. So um, it's exciting, isn't it? Mm. So I was saying it's not for you, for your boys. I won't worry too much, you know. Like there's like that lot we played last night. Yeah, you, you, you'd turn them over if you've got goals in your team. You're turning that side over. So not yeah, too much to worry about. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair. I mean, uh, there are games when I mean, Avery was probably the point where we probably realised that actually we are. I mean, Harrogate Borough when we played them, we made them look very poor, mediocre, and now look, they're I think eighth or ninth. So, as I say, anyone could beat anyone. Yeah. It's going to be interesting Saturday. Yeah. I, I, I think for the, I think if you're a, uh, a betting man, I think you go for the away team. 
So that option for me will be, uh, I think, um, yeah, I won't say what the result, I think the result will be, but if I was a better man, yeah. it's, uh, so, but yeah. Well, yeah, on form, but you never know, do you? I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're playing all right, but, you know, it's 11 versus 11 at the end, isn't it? So, yeah. Anyway, well, listen, Sam, look, thanks for coming on, mate. Take care. And uh, anything you want to shout out about Herne Bay before you uh, go? Just, no, just everyone, just keep doing what they're doing and it will come together. The chairman's worked tirelessly hard along with the manager. Um, and hopefully, as you boys know from, from last year, how tough it can be. Um, the league and vice versa. So good luck, safe travels. We'll see you, see you Saturday. So we'll be in the ground hopefully around 2.30. Nice. So, Make yeah. some noise. Make, yeah, make sure make some noise, mate. Take care, mate. Perfect. Well done. See you, Sam. See you, Sam. See you later. Now we're down to Big Malk and George. Uh, fa- fantastic to see Malk here. Uh, Malk's gone through uh, reconstructive uh, bionic surgery. How are you feeling at the moment, Malk? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, good in myself. Bit sore, but um, getting there. So I'm hoping to make the game on Saturday, albeit you know very slowly. But hopefully, I get there. Well, good. It's good to hear. Good to see you. All right. Um, Thanks, mate. So Bishop Stortford came to Pilot Field. Could have gone either way. Unfortunately, we can put our chances away, and they nicked it with a well, a sloppy little sloppy goal that we gave away. Um, George, any thoughts on that before I give you mine? Yeah, just again, they're the they're the favourites for the league, and well, they were at the start of the season, and they didn't look like they were miles and miles better than us. Mm. There were a few bits of football where we thought, yeah, they're they're a really competent team at this level, but this didn't see them being streets and streets ahead of us. So I left the game not concerned about the season, even though it was really disappointing to lose and lose at home and mm. not score. But just yeah, really, really not worried about the season after that. Mm. Well, yeah, and uh, I know you weren't there, Malcolm, but the the unfortunately Lloyd Dawes looked lively for 10, 15 minutes and then his hamstring went. Um, it's a real bloody shame. He, he looked distraught as he was going off. What did you say? It, I mean, the, the season's problem were not scoring goals. Obviously, you know, you know about the, uh, uh, the defence and the, the record at that at the moment, but was it just that we couldn't score a goal? Or were we not making the chances or, or what? For a good 15, 20 minutes at the beginning of the game, I, f- I felt we looked good. Uh, you know, there was some good movement from TC and and, uh, and and Lloyd Dawes was causing problems. You know, James Hole had a really good chance that I think if he's playing under 23s or um, for or for Bexhill, that's straight in the net. But, um, you know, just, just hesitated a little bit, which is unfortunate. Um, and it was just a tight game. It was, it was, you know, I think we struggled after Lloyd went off uh, offensively. But, I mean, defensively, I still felt we looked solid. But, you know, it's something that I know Gary's obviously looking at getting a couple of faces in. I mean, uh, everything's looking bright other than that. And then, obviously, we lead into to yesterday where uh, we banged four in. So, yeah, I was that in... I mean, I don't know if you're leading on to um, to last night, but uh, obviously I was following it on Twitter again, and it it seemed very much that we um, we couldn't score, um, and then you know it, it, they just kept coming. There was four after that, so you know it seems a bit ironic that you're saying about scoring, and then you offer the back of a four nil uh, away win. 
Um, but again, it, it just seemed we was following it. I was following it quite some time with thinking, you know, we, it just seems as if we can't score again here. But am I wrong there? Or? We, we changed the, we changed the shape. We stuck TC up front with Ben Pope, and um, played slightly more direct. And well, it it worked. Everything worked. We were great down the wings, weren't we, George? Yeah, Nori running at people was great to watch. And obviously that made the first goal a uh, brilliant bit of footwork. They, yeah, they were team team goals, I think John Meany said today on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Team goals. Um, yeah, good to watch. Great to watch back. Some good footage being posted up over the four goals. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely wonderful, really, that we kept going and kept trying to score, as did they, to be fair. Wingate kept attacking us. Even at 4-0, they were still having a go. So... Yeah, that was that was good to see. Um, you know, they, I think Wingate would have happily played for an eight-one. They just wanted one goal. They just kept coming. <laughs> but um, no, we no, we were good. Um, and some good good finishes. You know, they like like tappings, but the the ball is crossed hard, and to control it like that, and it's sort of three quite three quite similar goals really. A lot of the overlap, overlaps were working. It just, it, yeah, it's really, it really good stuff. It was, well, it was a joy to watch when it. I mean, I know we it took us four and a half bloody hours to get there, but um, because of those, um, uh, what are they called again? The, you know, the ones you were firing fireworks at, George. What are they called? Idiot uh, twats, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, I could say something else, but I won't. The, yeah, and um, it, so we missed. Didn't get there till ten past eight, but you know, just some quality football. Um, just it was really solid, and we just we didn't give it. I mean, it was I was watching your boy Stony, and and he he was bossing them, and he you know there was a there was a what I liked about it, there was an arrogance there as well. You know, it's like you're you're not you're you're not on the same pitch as us. If you get what I mean, they, they, yeah. they just it was men against boys. I felt I felt you know like they could have tried to. Yeah, they were trying to attack, but they weren't getting nowhere. You know, that the, the defense was well, was very sound. Yeah. I mean, any more any more on that, um, George? I'm just trying to think, is there anything I'm missing? Just think something's got to be said for having Sam Hasler back in the side. Mm. Um especially away from home, just that's such a presence in the middle. And you obviously the defense has been amazing, not conceding goals, but you to do that, you've got to control a lot of the middle park and him and uh, and Dixon. And War had a good game as well last night. Uh, yeah, uh, great to have Hasler back. And just the most exciting bit of the game, you saw that Elliot, Nori, and TC were all down down one side at one point, working together. For we look we look really threatening, really threatening. Yeah. And it, what was good about that is they weren't getting in each other's way. You know, sometimes they they kind of do the same thing. You know, that they they kind of both where they 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 both in the wrong position. If you get what I mean, like that they want to go down a certain way. And they're getting in each other's way in terms of attack. And um, it was smooth. It was great one-twos. I mean, as I say, I, I wish we could play this Finchley lot every week. It was, um, but we can't. Yeah, there'll be tougher, there'll be tougher tests than that. <laughs> I mean, four, four teams go down from this division this season, which makes it incredibly tough. You know, I'm sure they'll get better or sign other players, but if they play like that, I think they'll be one of the four. But who knows? Like, like that... Um, Sam from Herne Bay said, anyone can beat anyone in this division. They beat Lewis 4-0. You know, then go and lose the next one. So, anything can happen. I mean, what, any any thoughts, Any anything from the camp you've heard, Malk? You spoke but to nothing, recently? Nothing, I'm afraid. 
No, it's been. Uh, I spoke to him on on Sunday and that, and he was he was saying he was gutted to lose on on Saturday, and you know they um, he thought you know Hastings were the better side. Mm. Um, I haven't spoken to him about last night's game, um, but I haven't heard anything, any changes or anything that's mm. uh, afoot. I must admit, or or anything about um, you know anyone coming in on loan or anything. I've, I've heard nothing, no news. Wow, because he's obviously Gary's pushing out you, you agents. Uh, you know you can't be trusted. Uh, I know, the, I know. But there, there's few and far between out there, mate. That's the thing. Especially <laughs> strikers, they all want strikers. Uh, it's, um, well, I, I did as I did that interview with me. They're hopeful of getting Gabodi back, um, and hopefully yeah. that will happen by the time this comes out. But um, and you know, they said he said he's put a couple of seven day notices in on people. Didn't say they were so, but we'll oh, see. Okay. What I, mean. I, I, I left very happy. I mean, I know it was a long old day, but after that game, you know, where literally everything worked, Matt uh, Malk, it was uh, one of those where it's just oh, this is great. You know, it don't always work that out that way, but it's always good to see a club like um, and it, I mean, it, uh, personally, Hastings are a bigger club, but unfortunately, you know, the, the geographical uh, problem. Of Hastings attracting players, yeah. it's always, but it's always so. It's always good to see a, a club like Hastings beat a London club, mm. um, you know, because the you know the area that they've got to draw from, draw players from, yeah. you know, is far is far more vast, and more lucrative than um, than Hastings, you know, purely on geographical, not not finance or anything like that. Uh, I, that I don't know about, but you know, geographically, you know, players don't want to travel down to Hastings training twice a week and, um, you know, and that's, so it's always nice to see a club yeah. like Hastings beat a London club, you know. Yeah, you, you see Cray Wanderers today have got a player on loan from Leighton Orient and that's the sort of thing that goes on during the season with London Football League clubs and National League clubs. You can ship players out to step three, step four quite easily. The players don't have to move, travel very far. It's just so easy for them to do that. Whereas, for us, where the where is that option for us? So our option is to home grow our own players, isn't it? Really, is our best option for players. Yeah, that's right. And the players, you know, like like Cabodi uh, and uh, and Breffo and, and them sort of the, around, um, you know, sort of the midway at Gillingham area. You know, they're they're young and they don't drive. You know, so mm. you know you're asking them three times a week to go down to um, you know Sussex, and they can't always do that. Mm. Um, whereas the London-based clubs, you know, like you say, Leighton Orient and they're close to Cray and, you know, jump on a train mm. tube, they're, they're there. You know, it's it's a lot easier. So what do we what do, we do then, Malk? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the option is to train a bit closer yeah. to, you know, halfway. You know, you attract more there and, you know, you're asking homegrown to travel a little bit and, you know, it's it's something they may have to get to, used to anyway, you know, moving it if they... Um, they don't make a grade or if they go even higher than Hastings, they, they'll have to travel. So, you know, it's um, it's an option of training halfway, you know, yeah. and then, then you're just asking them to travel down uh, for home games, you know, which most of them, are, you know, wouldn't have a problem with. I think it's the, the two training days that, you know, they're, they after work, they've got to go down and, and train. Yeah. So, yeah. Where, do the, where do they train at the moment? Down at the ground, isn't it? Just at the ground, is it? Yeah, I think so. Well, on that Obviously. lovely pitch. 
Yeah, on that lovely pitch. Oh, Rudkins. He must be getting upset yeah. about that. Well, all right, and so let's look at Herne Bay. What, what, what do we think the score is going to be? I'm, think, I'm thinking you're never going to do that. 2-0, two 2-0 nil, two no. nil Hastings. 10-0. I'm never going to do a score. 10-0, 10 What's wrong here? <laughs> Fucking 10-0. I was going to last week. Look, look, look. look. Oh, Malk made the big... He said... What did you... You said 2-0, didn't two you? 2-0, yeah. Yeah. So you weren't far off. No. See, this is, this is the people I should be talking to, George. Malk, what's the score? Go on, Home Bay. 3-1. Hastings? Hastings. Yes. See? Yeah. Right, now, George, are you going to edit that 10-0? Is it 10-0 still? I can't do... I never, never do scores for my own team. Ever. Okay. Ever. It's not your fault if you get it wrong, by the way. Yeah. I know, I know. I've got that over that now. That's why. That's why I predicted us to win the league, Chris. I'm all good with that. I'm all good. Have you predicted us to win the league, Chris? Let's not go back to Corinthians now and that conversation. I no, I thought we'd finish. I, I remember when we did the prediction league. I think I said we'd be about seventh, eighth. Yeah, that's what I said at the start of the season. You stick with that now? I don't know. After that four 0 I'm thinking like as as Mark says, at least playoffs. Yeah. At least playoffs, you know, it's um, the future's bright, you, mate. You find out about around January time whether you were good or they were poor or, mm. you know, what's going on. But, you know, and yeah, who knows? That's why we go every week. We don't know what's going to happen, do we? So, exactly. exactly. That's why it's so good. It's absolutely no. lovely to see you. Um, Big Malk, George, I well, I won't see you at this game because I'm working. I'll be down watching Hollett and Westfield on Saturday on my break but enjoy the game and I'll see you during the week yep see you Chris yeah, see you. I'll, see you. I'll see you at the cup game Chris is it a cup game um, Tuesday no I'm not there Tuesday I'll be there the following Saturday you're missing a game how disloyal book to holiday <laughs> Sunday to Friday and then they rearrange the game for the Tuesday so. disgrace disgrace no, listen, take care lads yeah. and uh, Listen to Radio Carter. Oh, yeah. Radio Carter's back, everyone. Radio Carter. Oh, listen. Great. He would be, wouldn't he, this week? When I needed him this week, he wasn't there. But this Saturday. We're stuck in a traffic jam, mate. <laughs> 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 oh, bless him, mate. He, did, he was over and above uh, last night. Top man. Anyway, that's it for another week, grassroots football fans. Whoever you're going to watch this week, make sure you're loud and proud. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>